We need your help, Baconeers. A small donation will help the network provide higher quality programming that will result in you instantly getting rewards because who doesn't want something awesome for doing something awesome? So check out patreon.com backslash B-A-C network. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash B-A-C network or click on the link on our webpage. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that asks, Deb, how come Marvel and Idris Elba haven't put it together that they should just make a movie called, like, The All-Singing Sword Slinger as opposed to The Gunslinger? Way better. Do you sling swords, though? You can sling a sword. You can like, be a sword this, slinger. That sounds sloppy. No, because he's like, you know, sling, I'm doing some... Uh, Hand gestures? Some, some, yeah, some uh, physical room work here. Um, space work, rather. Okay, I'm sorry. That vacuuming or whatever they're doing is distracting me. That's all right. Boy, well, does it, took it me, suck. It took me a minute to realize that wasn't just in my head. Good Lord. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've got a little bit of Mental the, cleaving doesn't really... No, I've got that. a little bit of the... The tinnitus. There you go. Okay. I've got a, it, it's from my spiders meds. in your head. I don't know. No, no tinnitus. It, it's from my meds. I occasionally get that ringing in my ears. I don't think you can get that from meds. Yeah, you can. It's actually one of the listed side effects. Really? Yeah. How can you be constipated and have diarrhea? Do, do you want an answer? No. Because I mean, I can make a guess. That's. Never... I just want to make the Venture Brothers reference. How can you be constipated and have diarrhea? Well, I'm assuming you're constipated, no, 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 and then no, no. it's like the, the a brown water explosion. But then you're not constipated. Yeah, but you were constipated before that. But then you're not constipated, so how can you be constipated and have diarrhea? You know what? Let's not let's not dwell on this one. Yeah. Let's um, not dwell on this one. Oh, let's. So, my my. Uh, <laughs> did you say? <laughs> did you just ask an Amazon Echo that doesn't exist in this place? I said, "Oh, Lestra." Oh, Lestra. I thought they said Alexa, and I was like, yeah, I guess you could ask her. Wow, that, that's a vacuum. All right. Yeah, like I said, it's not just in my head. Nope, it is outside. Okay, but, then. Well, it's well, indoors, it, but... Well, so least, anyway... At least we know that apparently they vacuum every week at around 10 o'clock. Um, but, okay, let's let's get into it. You said we were going to go more than ass than tits this week, or do you yeah, want to go straight that, into that, Thor? Yeah, and that sword slinger thing was supposed to be a real nice, easy segue until we got into the whole medical side effects debacle um okay that uh i saw thor ragnarok we're gonna do this i'm gonna try to do it as spoiler free as humanly possible i know that doesn't bother you and i know we'll write Spoilers. something at the top of the thank you top of the episode um but i saw it it's funny um i don't think it's the funniest marvel movie i think the funniest one is still probably the first guardians um but it definitely has don't bring a black light in here look like, like jackson, jackson pollock. pollock i know it's like it the humor in um, Thor was at first seemed a little irreverent because it was like, okay, it's got the same kind of comedic vibe as the first Guardians and um, Ant Man, but uh, and if, especially in, in the first scene, um, which I'm not going to describe, but um, the, you have like levity like almost right out of the gate, and you're kind of like, okay, well, this mean, is setting the tone. Interesting. The first Thor. You know that I hate. 
They had funny parts, okay, though, when he smashes the mug down. Like I said, I don't hate hate, but I'm, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of the second one. And I like the second one. I but thought that's it was more sci-fi. Of, but it's more because of Kat Denning than anything else. The irony of that, I say, I don't like the second one because it's too sci-fi, and then this one, like, half the time it takes place on an alien planet. <laughs> it's like... Well, it's it's based on planet parts that are based on planet um, Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it really worked. I think everyone did great. Um, I think it was funny, well written. When I saw who had written it, uh, it was two of the three writers are um, uh, um, uh, Yost and, and Kyle. Like one of them is it Craig Yost and Chris Kyle, I want to say, who are comic book writers and are known for not only their um, intergalactic, like huge sweeping intergalactic storylines, mm-hmm. uh, but their humor. So it made total sense when I saw that. Um, but everyone did a great job. Uh, it sets up uh, a little bit of Avengers Infinity in terms of, you know... Because you're kind of left wondering, like, how are the Guardians going to fit into all this? Um, And if you saw the trailer from, I think, the D23 convention, um, I guess you saw the Guardians meet Thor. Um, Not going to say how or where, um, but once you get to the end of the movie, you can kind of put it together a little bit. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett as Hela is great to have a very renowned and talented actress just kind of be let off the leash to chew as much scenery as humanly possible to be as gleefully evil. And girl looks good. Uh, I, I guess she had a little bit of an issue um, doing um, the green, the like uh, capture the motion capture suit mm-hmm. as opposed to doing like traditional wardrobe. Um, but in terms of, like how she moved, what she did, like it. It kind of had to be done. I, I more meant, like, considering her age, she is fit. Oh, she's not a bad-looking lady. No. Um, and she's, I guess she studied a bit of um, Kapawea going into this, um, which makes sense during her siege on Asgard. Um, uh, all in all, I, I really liked it. I'm going to go see it again um, so that I'm not kind of picking it apart. I can kind of sit back and enjoy the story and smirked myself before anyone else realizes they're about to see Naked Hulk. Um, uh. yeah, not full frontal. Okay, so it's it's not like a Watchmen thing? No, okay. but you do see butt. I'm and it's okay. funny. I'm okay with green butt. It's You see it. Um, I almost expected like the line from Battle Pope when the Pope fights God and uh, Pope just looks down at God's, you know, just... Dong. Yeah, basically, and goes... That's just there to intimidate me, isn't it? Like, it was that kind of a vibe when, like, Thor, or uh, Hulk walks past Thor naked, and Thor's like, great, now that's in my mind, like, I can't get rid of that, and it was just like, and I don't, that doesn't spoil anything. Because uh, you gotta figure they end up on the gladiatorial planet together. Um, well, yeah, that was in the trailers. Jeff Goldblum is the most Jeff Goldblum I've ever seen him. Um, like a big, sexy whooping crane? Yeah. I think the only other movie he's Maybe even that much Jeff Goldblum is probably Vibes uh, with uh, Cindy Lauper. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, once again, he chews the scenery in such a great way. I'm so glad. I mean, the cast is amazing. Um, the director, I talked to you off air, oh, the director is good. a voice of a character, Korg, uh, who's like a rock monster that has apparently, they've been in, that species has been in the Marvel Universe before, in the cinematic universe. Okay. Um, they showed scenes from the first Thor when he, like, 
swings his hammer and hits that rock guy into a pile. Okay. Like that's that that's a okay. species. Okay. Uh, but he's really funny in it. Um, you you know what I'm gonna ask, don't you? Is the things dork made out of? No. Has, orange has rock. Tom Hiddleston in this? Good. There's a scene where he's uh, in an all-black suit and all you leaders are going to sploosh. I already did. Okay. Um, I want to touch, I wanna touch got, the Loki post. He has, he has one of the... <laughs> he's got some great comedic chops in terms of what they did with him on this one. Well, Loki's always been a little bit comedic. Yes. Um, but in this, you do have some like literal laugh-out-loud moments that are some great callbacks to the original Avengers that I'll tell you off air. Okay. Um, just remind me. Because there's... there's I a, probably won't remember, but that's fine. There's... Yeah. Um, well, I will say that, you know, obviously I guess it was a spoiler that Loki ends up on that planet as well, but... Um, I there's a part where he goes, yeah, I don't know who this, you know, the, the Grandmaster's champion is, but, you know, he's, he's very fearsome, so be careful. And Thor's like, yeah, whatever. And then Thor goes to fight the champion. Obviously, we know it's Hulk. Hulk. And Loki's I know him. and Loki's just <laughs> from work. <laughs> and Loki's just sitting in like the Grandmaster's like, you know, box seat watching it. And when the Hulk pops up, like Loki's face when he's like, Oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like, Beauty Hulk, God. Like Yeah. Alright, well I'll just say it then, since you brought that up. Um that yeah, at one point the Thor beat him into the floor. The Hulk grabs Thor and starts doing the same move. And Loki just stands up and is like, that's what it feels like! And then looks at the Grandmaster like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just really into this. Um, so, I mean, Loki playing off the Hulk as well was just really fun. Uh, the girl who plays Valkyrie, I can't remember her act- the actress's name off the top of my head, is great. Um, the like funny I said, thing I, is, I, the, I really only thing, the only thing I've ever seen her in before was this really terrible uh, like ABC family series with uh, Bella Thorne. Where she was supposed to be like the, is, but, you right. know if you saw her. Like I said, where she was supposed to be like the cute best friend, and, and the whole thing I thought the entire time was she was being underutilized. Okay, you won't think that during Thor. Okay, good. Um, I was a little worried with you know them introducing the Grandmaster and Sakar and you know Valkyrie and Valkyrie and Hela and Sorter, uh, the Fire Giant, um, and Fenris the Wolf. Like you have a lot going on because you not only have the whole literal Norse Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But then you have this, like, Planet Hulk thing happening, too. And you've got to, you know, get from, you know, kind of point A to point B in you know, terms actually, of setting up an Infinity War. I actually had to try and explain to somebody before about how it was, you know, setting up, Rag- well, it was Ragnarok, but it was also Planet Hulk, which is kind of a gladi- gladiator theme. And they mm-hmm. were like, how can you get those things together? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. And they did. Yeah. Um, absolutely they did. Um very interesting. There's a very interesting twist as well with the Hulk that I'm not going to get into, but um, makes me they're 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 setting up Infinity War. It was a very quick like. It's basically like they they go where they need to go and the movie ends, and you're like. So is it all build and no fall? In terms of the movie itself or the build up to Infinity War. Well, the movie itself. No, it's it's very. For the most part, it ties everything up from the the. From the Avengers and um, Thor one and two, um, Watiti, uh, Watiti, the the director, had said he would love to do another one, um, or he he doesn't well, want to. Considering he'd rather, that this has been a very large domestic success, and I don't even yes. want to know what the numbers are going to be worldwide. I don't see why it's they wouldn't hire. It's doing for extremely another one. well. He said he goes. I don't know. If, he goes. I don't care if it's another Thor movie. 
I would love to do another Marvel movie because it was so fun. Um, but like I said, no, it is a massive domestic success. And like I said, I don't even want to know what the numbers are like worldwide. Um, though they did have references to, uh, they had a nod to um, what we did in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. And there was another God, nod in I there. I love that fucking movie. And there was another nod in there that I thought was really funny, and I can't remember what it was. I, I was oh, talking to someone about it. Um, so, but I, he's got to be busy doing the spinoffs, Werewolves, right? Werewolves. Not swearwolves. That might be done, for all we know. He might be done that's, with that. That's true. Uh, probably not a huge production the way Thor was. So. Well, I mean, what we do with the shadows was pretty small, too. Okay. Um, I did see... <laughs> Sorry, now I'm, I'm just giggling about what we do in the shadows again. Um, in terms of the, the some of the previews that popped, I mean, I, we had talked about it a, a couple weeks ago, but they sh- showed the Black Panther. Um, Looks so good! Um, watching on the big screen, I could easily see that Claude does, at some point, become what he looks like in the comics, or close enough. Okay. It's not like a, a, like a purple bodysuit or like containment skin suit yeah, yeah. but it looks like he's you know like full of like purple energy okay. um, and at one point uh, his hand does like undo itself to become like a sonic cannon um, which you saw in the trailer so he it looks like Claude does get to where he gets in the comics which I'm very excited for since I love that character Ooh, um, a claw is gonna get you um, and then I haven't seen the, I mean, I watched it before, but having seen the Pacific Rim Uprising trailer, uh, yeah, I was really excited. It's not the Guillermo first, del Toro, which, and they don't have the same leads as the first Pacific Rim. I mean, that that's like taking away everything that I It looks to too clean. They move, the, the Jaegers move too smoothly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know in the way that the, that the original Star Wars trilogy, like everything looked like it was built out of junk and that was the whole point? Um, and then in, um, the first Pacific Rim, like, things they, broke, they like, were... things broke down, they were, like, they moved very jankily, um, like, they, they were, like, you know, battle-worn, and, you know, their hips didn't work the same way because they'd taken so many crap shots for monsters or whatever. Maybe I didn't watch the movie, but, um, or maybe I filled that in in my head. Um, some kind of horrible, awesome fever dream of just fucking cock-knock shots between robots and giant monsters. Um, oh my god, the broke fever dream of robots punching each other in the crotch. Yep. Uh, I saw RoboJocks. It's possible that I would have dreamt that with the flu. Um, god, what did I watch recently? Well, this is the show hold to bring on, no, it up. No, hold on. I watched something recently. Oh god, it was a joke in a show that you hate, The Mindy Project. I don't hate it, I just don't like it. She was out, I, I didn't get she it. She was out having lunch with a guy who's in mechanical engineering. And he's like, oh, is that like in Real Steel? He's like, yes, absolutely. We just build robotics to battle out against each other. <laughs> I like Real Steel. Most people did, but yeah. I'm just saying. It was that, it's yes, Rocky of course, with robots. that's all we do. We just build giant robots to fight in some kind of weird, you know, battle against each other. Um, well, hell, speaking of uh, sitcoms... Um, Ooh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We got into it, I think, a little bit last week. Um... The Good Place. The Good Place. Um, I think I talked about how I just kind of started watching it, and that was about it. I think about it. like four episodes. Yeah, I was, and I have completely caught up in record time, um, despite some other distractions that we'll talk about later. Um, Aren't you glad, though? It's really funny. It's really good. Um, once again, it, it's a little smarter. Uh, when, I, when you really start looking at the philosophy of 
Um, one of the characters is an ethics professor, Cheedy. Um, what the what, hell's a Cheedy? What the hell's... I'm so glad you're not some kind of soup. Um, second season. But, like, it was a little confusing that you had kind of... You called me and said, oh, Jason Manzoukas, this actor-comedian we both like, is on this episode. And I went, oh, I'll just watch the episode. And you're like, no, no, you gotta know. You and I was need, like, you need and to I said, up. yeah, I'll, you know, but you had told me, as if I watched the show, that, you know, Jason Manzoukas plays this rebound guy for this effective, like, AI. His name's Derek, I think. Derek. Yeah. Uh, that... He's fucking insane. He, I thought, like, at first I was like, oh, he's dialing it back. No, he doesn't. No, it, it gets, yeah. He says pretty much the exact same thing Jason Manzoukas would say, just without cursing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I kept waiting for him to say the word bonkers. Like, this is bonkers. So, um, but no, I really like The Good Place. Um, Ted Danson is, once again, gets, when he, when he gets to be, like, gleefully evil, when he kind of gets to be the demon that he is, um, which I guess, you know, it's on the second season, so I'm not too worried about huge spoilers on this, but when you find out the twist at the end of the first season, which I didn't see coming because I didn't read anything about it. I didn't see it coming either. I was just like, holy fuck. The good place is really the bad, the bad place. place. Um, oh, God, Adam Scott. I want him to come back so bad. I'm sure he as will. As Trent or whatever it was. Something douchey. Um, but his, him and his whole little douche his crew. His crew, yeah. Like I said, everything they did. was terrible. It was funny. Like that's, that's exactly what the bad place would be like. It would yeah. be like you at the douchiest party of all time. Getting trying, tortured by douches. Like I said, trying to wait on these people. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he goes, I'm just going to send that back for, you know, no reason. Yeah. And in the second season, when they try and redo, like, the welcoming party again, but, I was going to say, but Kirsten Bell's character... Manages to actually keep it together. She's sober, and Tahani's the one that loses it. Yeah, like, the the little Miss Perfect. Like I said, they... You mean giraffe. You mean giraffe. Like I said... What is it? They, They make a joke about how her soulmate would be Steve Austin's head on, um... To Tahani's body, body. Or, and she goes, and she goes, or, or, or either, the other, yeah, the or other, other way. way, yeah. But like I said, so when Tahani gets introduced to her quote unquote soulmate, and he's short, and she oh, completely, and like I said, she completely loses it, and they dress down, and she's at the party, and like, and they're in a tiny pants. house, they're like in a yurt. Like I said, they're they're it's like a one room house. Yeah, well, it, it, the one guy goes, oh, this is way too much space, and he takes away the uh, the second floor. Like I said, and so they're at the, the welcome party, and she's basically in, like, a sweatshirt and cargo pants. And then, you know, uh, Eleanor gives her all the shots of tequila. Yeah. And she gets completely wasted, and then she's the one that makes the embarrassing speech. And so the next day, all the things she did at the party are the ones destroying the neighborhood. No, I think... Yeah, no, there's, there's giraffes everywhere. No, that's when Eleanor calls her a mean giraffe. Because remember, they no, do, they, do, they literally do, like, what is it, like, 102 different simulations. Oh, God. And I love how it was, like, two seconds? That's how long it took you to figure it out? When she, wa- no, that was his butt reset. And there's one where he's, like, recording all of the sessions, and she walks I'll in see. and she goes, oh, this is a bad place? <laughs> um, the lady that lives in the, um, the middle place is hilarious. Oh, yeah, and she has the sex tape, and she's like, fill up the train with a buttload of cocaine. cocaine. Um... <laughs> But she plays the dominatrix that Marin dates on Marin. Oh, really? So I'm looking at her like, oh, I know her. And she was in a workaholic. She was like the bitch boss. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched Workaholic since the second season. Um, 
They but, had some good episodes after that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure they did. I just, just it was the, one of those I kind of went, yeah, I'll catch it when I catch it. Well, that's that's kind of how it is. My favorite episode of Workaholics is when their like awkward female coworker gets set up on a date with a juggalo and ends up at the juggalo festival. I've seen that. That's in the I, first or second. I can't season. remember what they call the festival because it's not the gathering of the juggalos. They call it something, something else. else but yeah. And they have to go rescue her from like the top of an RV or something yeah. like that. But yeah, the good place. It's really smart and it's really fucking funny. And I mean, I love they they get to creatively curse because you can't curse in the quote unquote good place. God, she's such a bench. <laughs> such a bench, mother forker, mother forking shirt balls. Shirt balls, yeah. Um, I mean, and the thing is, they don't after like the first episode or any of the like uh, the second season opener with like the resets. <laughs> they don't ever explain that. Like, if you just no. walked in cold, you'd be like, "Did they just say fork?" And you're like, "Yeah, they said fork." Like, it is, and when you catch it, like, I laugh, just when I hear them randomly say that it. That actually has been, con- I was going to say, kind of part of their ad campaign, because they, they do a whole thing where they put up, like, people's social media comments, and a lot of them have been, I love this forking show. Oh, I can see, like, yeah, yeah the rabid fan base that yeah. would, like, it if it was, like, in danger of being canceled, they would send them all, like, I don't know, shrimp. Or frozen yogurt, which, uh, by the way, in production is mashed potatoes, which is, that sounds Ugh. revolting, yeah. But, uh, should we talk about clam chowder? That they refer to it as hot ocean, what is it, hot ocean, ocean milk? Water, hot, ocean hot ocean milk with, with animal croutons. And it's just like, I knew clam chowder was terrible! Um, and Janet is fucking hilarious. Well, I love that she's actually a little bit more developed now. And I like the... But they still, like, the when they're, like... of him... But she's a girl, not a girl. Like, like every said, time she corrects them. Like I said, I love the explanation of Ted Danson just sneaking in and stealing her out of the factory. Because, uh, Nate, bad, bad Janet's meltdown when they try to be nice. Yeah, and, well, it's just one of those things. Bad Janet's meltdown when they kind of be nice, and you can't have a neighborhood without a Janet. Yes. Do you know that he, um, Michael Shore, the guy who created the show, who also did Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine... Which Jason Manzoukas also was on pretty recently. Yeah. Well, because he's Rose's fiance, but she ends up breaking up with him. I didn't know. I don't. I haven't watched him a couple seasons. Yeah, in the last season, he is like this crazy undercover FBI agent. Makes total sense. Rescuing, and him and Rosa end up dating because, of course. Yeah. I was gonna say, and they have the craziest relationship of all time, but they end up breaking up because she's just like, yeah, no, and he totally does this crazy thing where after they break up she's like it actually went pretty well and being Jason Manzoukas he plasters himself on the window and starts screaming and crying of course yeah which I'm sure he does at, like like Jason Manzoukas you expect him to do yeah um you made me lose my train of thought uh the uh writer of oh yeah place. actually went to so Michael Shore actually went to um Damien Lindelof from Lost for like <laughs> above a, other things yeah but I mean that would be the big credit, really. Aliens? Like, the movie? No, no, the the prequel. What's Prometheus? The there we go. That's not a that's not a brag. Okay, I'm just saying. Making one of the most maligned sci-fi movies ever. Like, yeah. I would rather watch Pluto Nash again oh, than Prometheus. No. Okay, anyways, went to Lindelof. Um, but went to Lindelof for, like, world-building advice. So, I mean, it's not a surprise when they have the weird rules, like, they're, like every neighborhood needs a Janet, or, um, you know, 
how the structure of like becoming a, an architect for the like torture neighborhood, um, having the boss, like all of the bureaucracy that you see behind the scenes. Um, so we're in a weird place with the good place now because mid-season finale. Well, like I said, no, his boss finally showed up and was reading the records. Ted Danson's. Yeah, uh, Mark Evan something. Who's been in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And I mostly remember him as the straight-laced lawyer in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on he's been in a lot Thrilling of Adventure Hour. He does a lot of stuff with UCB in LA. Like I said, no, he's been in a lot of different shows, but the thing I most remember him for is being the lawyer on Parks he's and Rec. He's the husband on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You're right. He he's is the captain's Kevin. husband. Kevin? Yeah. Kevin? Yeah. Kevin. He's the husband on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. <laughs> um... Damn it. Where he has, like, no sense of humor. He plays well, straight really well. I mean... But I, he's still really funny, even when he's straight. That's the thing, yeah. He's got that humor where it's like, he says things so seriously that are so ridiculous, and you're just like, what? Um, I want to say Mark Evan Williams, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure that's right. But, it's fine. But he's a, yeah, a, 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 um, a character actor that's, uh, I mean, ton of stuff. If you look at his IMDb, I bet you it's just... I, credit after credit don't, after credit, it but it's right. like... I can look it up if you'd like. No, 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 but it's yeah. like, you know, one episode here, one episode there, like, he's always working. He's in fucking everything, but... I think he's just one of those go-tos. Yeah. You're like, you know who would be good for this? That guy. Well, and, you know, once you get in with, like, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, you tend to, like, they tend to use a lot of the same people, so, um, so that's always good. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Um, let's just, we'll get into very shortly, because I'm not, I'm only two episodes in. I know I'm in the minority here. Two episodes into... Stranger Things 2? I still haven't watched the first one. And the you first season? Yeah, and you yelled at me about that. Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. I don't like scary things. It's not scary scary. I just got yelled at this, yelled at about this last night, too. I mean, it's not, like, you don't jump. That's my thing. It's very like suspenseful. It's very tense. Doug, I'm currently spending pretty much 90% of my time in my apartment with my cats. I don't need to be any more on edge. I made the mistake of watching a documentary about missing unsolved murders recently. That wasn't a good choice. Well, just don't watch The Bridge and we'll all be, all, we'll all be okay. Okay, first of all, I already watched Zoo, and that fucked me, enough, uh, fucked me up enough for a lifetime. Zoo? Do you know who Mr. Hands is? Mm hmm Yeah, it's a documentary about him and other people like him. You. Exactly. I don't know why I did that to myself. Yeah, no. It's yeah. like watching black fi Blackfish, but they fucked the fish. Pretty much, yeah. but mo mostly with horses. Fish fucker. But mostly with horses. Horse fucker? Um, well, I mean, I like it. <laughs> and they, they pretty much, in the, at least the first episodes, they pretty much kind of go... This is what happened in between the seasons. Like, uh, so it's a pretty quick, like, right out of the gate, they're like, here you go, here are some of the questions, like, you have, like, just out of the way, let's get to the story. Well, it's been very well received. Yeah, I've heard it sets up season three, like, in a way where you know what's going to happen. I haven't read anything, because I'm trying to avoid all spoilers, which is extremely hard with the internet and something like that, that's a huge water cooler show. Um... And uh, I just I just need to, to put down the PlayStation controller, which we'll talk about later, um, um, and and watch it. It was Halloween this week. Did you happen to see? Well, 
Yeah, it was Halloween the day after we recorded. Yeah. I was going to say, did you happen to see the best cosplay of, you know, Eleven of all time? Oh, the big black guy? Yeah, the big yeah. black guy. Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> that was awesome. And by the way, that Tumblr that you sent me of the um, skeleton of the hamburger from Hamburger Helper... There's a whole thread. That was just one picture. I know. I will. Still. I will find. I'm gonna try to find the thread and show you. <laughs> and then I have the best cartoon dubbed with hip hop, uh, yeah. or gangster rap video to show you after. Please remind me. Sorry. Because um, it's fucking fantastic. We're talking about a Tumblr with a conversation. Does the hamburger helper hand have bones? Or what's the? What would his like skeleton look like? Which, you know, led to the conversation between me and a friend of mine where you said I used infrastructure wrong. Well, okay, so... Does the Pillsbury Doughboy have bones? Okay, and the text message said, no, he's just... No, the Pillsbury... No, his, I was going to say the response was, he has to, right? And my response was, what if he just has an infrastructure... I was going to say, what if it's just a, uh, I was going to say, flower-based uh, shell with, like, an infrastructure of uh, air pockets? I think he's all dough. I don't really think it matters. He has a name, doesn't he? Pillsbury Doughboy? Yeah, he does, but I don't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, go ahead. So, Stranger Things, that's all I've really got to say because... And we'll talk more once I get through it. I'm sure we'll have more next week. Um, which would be nice because the spoiler envelope can you know, be dialed back a little bit. Well, it's been, what, like a week and a half? Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't feel bad not saying that much about it. I just, I haven't had the... It's one of those shows where you have to sit down and pay attention, which I don't mind. But you need to have time to do But that. I need to, like... And, and it's... Yeah, it's like... I don't have nine hours. Like, I could do it on my day off, but it's like... I, I got shit, shit to, do. to do. I'm illustrating a book for fuck's sake. Like... Do you have to, you know, draw my bathroom? I'm working on it. See? Like, I need to go through my closet and do all the Goodwill stuff. And, you know... Like, I've got stuff to do, people. Um... And then I and then you go. Well, why don't you just uh, playing your game that you're going to talk about later? And I'll go because fuck you. Um, That's why. It's my time. My time. Um, so I did spend some of my time uh, watching Atomic Blonde. Oh, you finally got to it. I got to the second half. Yeah, I started watching it, and it did not grab me at all. Well, there's a reason it wasn't a hit. Um, I will say the twist at the end was really fucking cool mm-hmm. was not worth the kind of not it wasn't it's that everything that's not her kicking the fuck out of somebody or someone kicking the fuck out of her it like th- it was meant to be like a really like tense like like you know like 1980s it's okay that's happening sorry uh, 1980s like you know like like almost like Cold War spy thing as like the walls coming down on East and West Berlin or as you millennials know it, Berlin. Um, but uh, um, the, the like the tenseness between her and McAvoy, which I do want to talk about in a second, um, it just seemed really flat. Like they were both. I mean, the chemistry was great. It's just it seemed to drag when it got into like the actual like like spy work of it all. Okay, so do you need better editing or better writing? I think it was an editing issue. Okay. Um, in terms of what followed what, because I, I think it's a, I, I liked the story. Um, I mean, the, and and James McAvoy's character, you ba- he's basically a a dick the entire time, and it's fucking awesome. Like the minute you meet him, you're like, oh, you're just a terrible human being, and not in a like, 
oh, he kills people spy kind of way. Like, at one point, he breaks into Charlie Theron's, um, hotel, or whatever, hotel room or whatever, and she's like, well, I have to admit, you've got, you know, I'll have to admit, you've got, you know, you've got balls. And he goes, oh, well, if you saw my balls, you'd be really impressed. Like, he just says shit like that, and it's so like... he's kind of like a 70s or 80s he, anti-hero. And he's dr- he, he looks like end of the movie Tyler Durden. Like he's got the uh, like the close so hair and like hair. the like outlandish clothes. So I'm guessing this is right after he did the split, so his hair grew in a tiny bit. Yeah, well, no, they they do say something about how he's, his hair's cut close for a certain reason. It was to blend in with a certain element in um, Democratic Berlin. I don't know. I can't remember if it was east or west. Um, but because uh, I was very small when that all happened. But uh, I just remember Hasselhoff on the wall with the light up jacket. Yeah, that was not in the movie, but it is the music's in it. It's great. It's all set in eighties. Um, the like I said, the fight scenes are amazing. Um, cast was great. Uh, Charlize Theron, um, or Theron rather, uh, James McAvoy, the girl that plays the French spy, who was I looked her up. She's not in much. Um, I didn't recognize her name. Uh, one of the guys who was in um, World's End is in it. The one that like ends up with the. Uh, he was the realtor with the volleyball friend. I know that was Martin Freeman. Fuck. Um, but yeah, he was in World's End. He was one of the guys that did the pub crawl. Well, there's only four of them, and I'm guessing he's not Simon Pegg or Nick Frost. And not Martin Freeman, and there were five of them then. Were there five? Yeah, because there's the one that gets with the sister. Oh, yeah. Rosamund Pike. That, well, that was the sister, not the guy. <laughs> so it's the other one, that one that's got like the quiet family life where he just reads the paper while like all the cast is happening around the kitchen table scene. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. What yeah, yeah, about him. Guys. He plays like the guy who's got the and list of all the he's operatives. He's in other things too. God damn it! Oh man, Toby Jones is in it. Great. I love when he's Weasley as fuck. Toby Jones. Um, he was uh, Arnim Zola in the Captain America movies. Yeah. Um, and he play he plays it so quiet too. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just one of those things where he's very good at being like quietly. Malevolent. But like just like whenever he's like in like a spy movie and he's just kind of like, Weasley as fuck. I love it. Uh, John Goodman kills it. Um, and like I said, the twist at the end was great. Like, And I, I was talking to a, a, a co-worker who had seen it, and he goes, it's fun. I don't regret watching it, but I wouldn't recommend it as like a tour de force. And I was like, yes, there you go. My big takeaway from it um, was it made me feel very secure in seeing Deadpool 2. Because it's the same director who was an uncredited co-director on um, uh, John Wick. Yeah. So... And we know how we feel about John Wick. We love it. I read, we love it. I read a thread recently, and I kind of want your input on this, where we're talking about scenes from TVs and movie shows that just fucking wrecked you. And a lot of people were like, the death of Daisy and John Wick. Was that, that was the dog's That was the puppy. And I have to say... TV show that wrecked me episode of Futurama with the dead oh, dog. Yeah. Fuck you, Futurama. There's a great... David X. Cohen was uh, on uh, the Nerdist podcast, and they talk about how they actually felt like it was a little bit of pandering, because they're like, yeah, we can... like It's one of the most emotional episodes, but like, yeah, we kill a dog. Like, you're gonna cry, whereas like there are, there are episodes that we worked harder to get that emotional reaction because we didn't want to rely on such an easy thing. Animals are better than people, okay? It's just a fact. 
Not chimps who are older than ten. They tear the balls and face off of people. Uh, no, that's still better than most. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Just saying. I stand corrected. Um, speaking of uh, Futurama, we'll get right into uh, that. Uh, so they did release... Um, we're both huge Futurama fans. There's a note above it, so I... We'll get into that. I had a moment of hesitation whether I want to talk about something else, but I'm going to take that would that something else off the list. Well, I'll just talk about it right now real quick. Yeah. I watched the Ratchet and Clank movie, which came out years ago. Um, that was based on the PlayStation 4 game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. It's like watching a really long cut scene. Um, but I mean, I like Ratchet and Clank, but the humor wasn't as PG-13 as it is in the games. Because most of their games are like double entendres. It's mm-hmm. always up your arsenal or full frontal assault or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and this was a bit more kid-geared. Um, I mean, there was some, you know, funny jokes that kids wouldn't have gotten. Um, uh, Sly Stallone was the voice of this, like, robot. But ever since Big Mouth, which we'll eventually talk about, I, I, I yeah, I can't. When I all I think of when I hear Salon is like this is great. Hey, look at this. This is great. You want to? I get the fuck out of you. Um, but uh, so uh, Futurama came out. We're both big fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out with a quote unquote uh, double length or forty two minute uh, episode podcast. Yeah. Which comes off as uh, basically like an old oldie timey radio show. Um, which they've actually kind of done before. Yeah, I, I remember... They the, have the episode, which is almost like, you know, like an old Lone Ranger, you know, movie of the week episode. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know that Maurice LaMarche does the announcer voice as yeah. well, that. Um, oh, it, was, it was really funny. It was a little interesting listening to, because, I mean, they describe what's going on. So they're like, oh, no, where'd you get that gun? Like, oh, he's holding a gun, okay. Um, so it was really interesting having... Kind of the the behind I, I I honestly it made me think of like well how did they write this in a way where it's a visual medium but now they can't rely on visual being a visual cues. medium yeah um you know which I've never I mean we were working on a radio play um but it was yeah we'll get there um I still think we have very good ideas and yeah no, no. every once um, in a while I think of it and we've, we've got bigger fish to fry in terms of that but uh um. But you know we don't we didn't have any scenes where they were like really hyper visual. We were relying a lot on um, audio cues um, than you know anything else. And saying, "Oh no, put down that ray gun," like we would have established somehow without having that exact line of exposition, which I'm of course simplifying for joke's sake. Um, but it the uh, podcast came out in um, concurrence to. The video, uh, the game, yeah, the, the game, mobile uh, game the mobile called game Worlds of Tomorrow. Yeah, which you have been playing. I have been, I've gotten to the point where I've now, I was super excited because I don't like those like build your own city resource building games. I it just, they're too con- time consuming. You have to check in on them all the time. I've now gotten to the point where I've, I like check in like maybe twice a day and just go, yeah, okay, I'll collect all this shit. Maybe run a mission. But we're also almost at the end, thankfully, because I'm over it. Uh, the five-week-long Halloween, like, special. Um, the, the, the five-week-long Halloween event where, um, the robot devil invades New New York. Which is a lot of fun, but, like, it's a lot of, like, 
unlock this to get this, but now you got to build that to get this person, and then that person's got missions. That's the whole game. Yeah, no, I know. And it's like this is why I stopped playing the Family Guy game. Yeah, well, exactly, and I, I mean, I like it because it's it's by the writers of Futurama, so it's still funny. They have the voice actors, um, and it, and it's like, and it's one of those where I'm like. I want to keep playing the event because, goddamn, if I don't want to, un- I so want to unlock Hookerbot. Um, three thousand. I don't know if it's three thousand, but it's Hookerbot, um, and the things you need to unlock her are great because it's like cigarettes and joint oil, which, when you start thinking about that, is just really fucking funny. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I highly recommend the game. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I've been playing it for, you know, probably what. Two weeks? Three weeks? No, 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 no. Longer than that? Significantly longer than that. Um, I'm probably coming up on the two-month mark, which is really long for me playing that kind of game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been playing one... Ga- I've got one game app that I've been playing since it came out, and then they just did their two-year anniversary. Um, and that that point, I, I would probably stop playing it, but I'm so fucking far in and so high up that I'm like, I can't stop now. So I just check in daily, do my little grinding... We both know the longest game I have ever played. The game of life. Ingress. Yes, no, I know. Have you I don't d- play that anymore, do you? I do, actually. I oh, do? But I try and be careful because... Is it hard to because... do when you're a hermit? No, because oh. I just have to walk like 20 steps that way to get that building. <laughs> but like I said, and I can... I'm like, no, no, say, I And I can remotely recharge things, so it's it's not a big deal. Okay. The problem I have with it is is that it's it's a data eater, and I was And a battery eater. I've heard it's a big drain. It's a giant battery eater, but I have... Actually, this is the second anchor that I've been on, because my old one still worked after two years, but I wanted a lighter version of it, so I gave that to a friend and got a new one. But, like I said, the problem is it's a data eater, and I was trying to be careful of my data since I don't pay I don't pay for my own phone, so... Yeah. And I'm on Unlimited, so I don't care. Um, well, once it gets transferred, it's not a big deal. I'll be out and about, especially since I have a lot of free time. But like I said, I just I was trying to be careful with my data because I didn't want to, you know, put a bunch of like fifteen dollar charges. Well, yeah, exactly. They, they, they rape you on that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, now coming up on the four year mark, and I've been playing since the first six months. We'll wrap up on our little list here. Um, we have time. No, because we've got extra. We've got all the ending nonsense to okay. get to. Um, and you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time on something else. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll touch on uh, The Big Sick, which I don't know if you've seen. I haven't. However, I've listened to a lot of Kamel's stand-up and heard him tell this story a lot of times. See, I hadn't. I did not know this was the quote-unquote secret origin of, uh, origin of him and Kim... Not Kim, Kim Gordon. Um, Emily. Thank you. Emily Gordon. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I've heard him... Like I said, he did a thing for one of the... Uh, I was going to say one of the podcasts that is to Audible, so I'd listen to that one where he talked about, you know, seeing Emily and Emily getting ill. Yeah. And falling into a coma and having to explain to his parents what was going on. Well, well, yeah, so basically the premise of the story and, you know, and their real life, which, you know, having known, not, I don't know them, but um, having been aware of Kamel Nanjani and, and Emily Gordon. Um, the indoor kids. Indoor kids, uh, Meltdown with Kamel and Jonah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just... And we, Com- just comedy. Like I said, we're big fans of Camille. So, um... Hell Baby. Hell Baby. So, I mean, you know, no, I, knowing that obviously everything was going to be alright, um, I still fucking wept like a baby at the end of that movie. Um, but basically, it's boy meets girl. Girl goes into medically induced coma. 
Um, and it's, it's kind of about more complicated the f- than that. Yeah, well, I'm simplifying it because okay. you know. Well, no, it's because you know he was here. I'm not fucking what's his name, Travers from Rolling Stone. <laughs> Limited amount of time. I was going to say, he's the first member of his family for quite some time to be allowed to leave Pakistan. Because his, I believe it was like his uncle before him left Pakistan and then ended up marrying outside the faith. And so he was the first one to be allowed to leave for a long time after that. And then, of course, he comes over here and immediately falls in love with Emily. Right. And so when she goes into the medically induced coma, he has to explain to his parents right. what's going on. Um, all while dealing with... Her parents as well. Yeah. Um, played magnifi- magnificently by um, Ray Romano and um, Holly Hunter. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I, I agree with Doug Benson, and I don't think he says that out of bias. It's almost a perfect movie. There's um, a reason why it's been playing at the indie theaters for three and a half months. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's touching. Um there's a great joke where uh, Kumail and, and and then Emily's parents are trying to like kind of connect while all this is going on, and uh, they go, so, what do you think about 9-11? And he goes, oh, it's a, it's, it's a tragedy. And they go, yeah. And he goes, we lost like 12 good men. And they like stop and he goes, I'm sorry, that was a joke. It was an American tragedy. I'm sorry. Like, and it is so, you can feel the palpable fucking awkwardness. Um, but he's really good at that. Like, yeah, yes. Uh, I love, I was going to say, he's not kidding when he says he's a beta male. No, no, he's, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, which was the name of his stand-up uh, special. But, but uh, it's just the whole description of him describing how he's a beta male, like everybody in the house being betas and him trying to go up into the attic to figure out what that noise was. And he has like a colander on his head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I, I recommend Big Sick. I really do. I um, just, it was time and hermit. And like I said, I'm not doing frivolous expenditures. See, so. I'm on the uh, see, I'm on the opposite end of the uh, spectrum at all. Oh, I remind me, of, I got to tell you about that uh, uh, off okay, air. Sure. Well, I mean, I could talk about it later on, I guess, to get the product organically again. Um, but I'm on the opposite end there where... Um, when I went into my little um, social sabbatical, um, all I did was fucking watch movies and TV, and um, it, it was, you know... But then again, I wasn't dealing with... Um, Depression? Thank you. I didn't know if I was going to... How to, how I wanted to phrase it for you, um, and on the show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I wasn't... feeling much better, everyone. Um, which is good. Um, I had, you know, I had hyper-focus, um, so... Uh-huh. With me, it has more to do with motivation. Like, like I said, this is the first time in like a month I've actually cleaned up the apartment. See, mine was like it wasn't a matter of motivation. It was like I have nothing to do. This is how I'm going to fill in the time. Like, I might as well just watch a bunch of fucking movies. It doesn't matter if I feel like watching. Cause by the end of once I start the movie, I go, oh okay, I'll, I'm I'm in. With me, like I said, and it's gotten better obviously since I'm actually you know doing stuff. But for about the first week where I was not working, I basically just made myself very comfortable and laid under a blanket in the living room and had on TV that I cared or didn't care about. Right. And then, you know, we had that week where you basically left me in the same clothes in the same spot and came back to me the same way. I mean, I'd moved around and washed them, but it didn't seem like that. No. That's okay. But like I said, no, feeling, feeling much better. Good. 
I'm sure therapy tomorrow will be great. You have your own big sick. Well, you know, I do get to call and have some dick come over. I like how. Thank you for not saying the big dick. Well, you just said it. Yeah, I'm thanking you for having not. Um. Lastly, on uh, what? I should text him. Uh, uh, let's see, we've gone tits and ass a fair amount. Um, let's just get this off the list, since I know I've been teasing it all episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to talk about a game I've been playing. I know oh, last God. week we did talk about, I got a PlayStation 4, let's and I'm trying to be... Let's talk about giant time suck. <laughs> I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is fucking phenomenal. I think I did get into this a little bit last week where... You mentioned it. You, yeah, it's like a very like post-apocalyptic, but it's like everything's been dialed back to like zero. Zero dawn. Um, where it's all bows and arrows and tribes, and uh, but there are these like mechanical animals running around, and you have to kind of solve the, uh, the mystery of where you come from and where these weird cultists are trying to kill you and they can control machines, which is like unheard of. Um... And they can corrupt them, which corrupted machines suck balls. Um, and uh, it's it's gotten to the point where I'm now I'm not I wouldn't say necessarily grinding, but I've gotten the world is so engrossing that when my friend first let me borrow it to see if I liked it, I literally spent like the first couple of days just running side missions, a just to get used to the controls, b to get you know just used to the the world and see if I like it. But I I was like so engrossed. I wasn't even into the story. Now I'm into the story. I'm still running side missions. And I'm also instead of fighting, like, giant robotic dinosaurs, like, I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, do all this, like, little tiny stuff, like, go, like, actual hunting for materials. Like, hunting. Like, I'm killing foxes and rabbits and shit. Um, on my way to do stuff. And I'm, you know, it, it's such a great game. It is a total time suck, though. Um... Hours, hours gone. But once again, I only play when I've got nothing else to do. I feel like that's a lot. No, I'm I'm actually really well. Okay, yes, I haven't worked on your on your piece of art. Well, I didn't give you a timeline on that. No, and I also can't. It. I also can't work on it when I'm out. Yeah, no shit. Uh, because that's actually against the law. <laughs> Um, you drew it to make me happy when I was going through a really difficult situation, and it cracked me the fuck up. A drawing of a penis. Um, it's that's on vacation. Sea, it's deep sea dickin'. It's the water wings that get uh-huh. me. Um, so, yeah, I can't work on that when I'm out in public. And when I get home, I'm like, I don't, you know, it's, I'm usually done with, I'm like, I don't feel like working on, like, it's big getting, well, triumphant no, I'm fine with that, but it's like getting out, like, my, my, oh my, my art God. tablet and all that, and. It's like, yeah, I'm home, I want to relax, I want to eat dinner, and, you know, You never whatever. responded to a text I sent you pretty shortly after. I don't know why you get mad. I never responded to anyone's No, no, text. it's just one of those things where I was talking to one of my coworkers who happens to be a lesbian. She said that you should draw an uncircumcised dick and call it sweater weather. And now anytime anybody says sweater weather, I, I giggle like a little fucking kid because I'm imagining a dick with a hood wearing a little Christmas sweater. <laughs> That's literally what I was just about to say in my Christmas sweater. sweater. Yeah. It was that or Cosby sweater, but let's not go there. Ooh. Different kind of dick. Ooh. Um, so I've, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Um, all the tutorial missions are, I mean, it's, it's just a fun game. Um, and like I said, the storyline's engrossing. It's all set in Colorado. Um, Which is always weird. It's a little weird because, like, there are these things called vantage points where you can kind of, like, use your little, it's called a focus, but it's, like, it's a little piece of technology. And you can kind of, like, it superimposes, like, the past on places. And I got to the uh, Air Force Academy in Colorado oh, Springs. No. Oh, I mean, it's not, I mean, it just shows it. And you get a little piece of, like, what the world was like, you know, uh, not a little piece, but, like, you get text messages and videos and stuff and transcripts of stuff. Um, and you find these ancient relics, uh, like ancient chimes, but it's a set of keys. <laughs> like, that's what they think we did. We just like jingled them around like for babies or puppies. Um, so it's, it's pretty funny and they have like, you know, shiny ancient relic and it's a, obviously it's a fucking like eye watch. Um, it, it's pretty funny when they, you see stuff like that, how they misread things on mugs and they think it's like really important, but it's like. Just, I hate Mondays. It's yeah, well, yeah, it's like in um, Lego Movie, where it's like the craggle, but it's crazy glue. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Where yeah. they're like, oh, it's Warad. What is Warad? Well, it was obviously World's Greatest Dad, but half of it's fucking gone. Um, that's not an example in the game. I thought of that just off the top of my head, so I want to say I was impressed by saying Warad off the top of my head. Um, and you find out that the mountain that you supposedly got birthed from, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, is obviously NORAD. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where I was like, ah. and apparently there's a cave painting of the Daniel Fisher's building uh, from 16th Street Mall somewhere in that game. Really? I haven't, yeah, I haven't come across it yet. Um, but the some of the, like, downtown ruins are there, and I'm like, that's obviously downtown. Do you think this is like what Kamel felt when he was playing, you know, Pakistan in video games, and he's like, oh, I remember Oh, and like a Call of Duty or something? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's Probably. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I grew up there, and now I gotta go... Kill that family or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where I've been playing it so much, I try to take a break and play a different game just as a little palate cleanse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the controls are so, are just different enough that I, I kept dying on that on the side game. And I was like, I just got to go back to Horizon and just keep playing it. Um, but I, I do, like I said, treat it as kind of dessert uh, for the most part. I have to get, like... Well, I was playing it while I was doing laundry, but, you know, I was like, gotta put away laundry before you finish this mission, like, gotta pause it, gotta put it down, gotta put away your pants, like, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm trying to be responsible uh, and use it within moderation. Um, um, that's something I've kind of been doing where I'll be like, okay, I'll do this. Except for yesterday I woke up early on purpose to play it. No, but it's like, I'll, I'll do this task and then I'll sit down for 30 minutes and then I'll do another task. I, I do it where it's like, it's a couple things off the list, and I have to get like a couple of them, because if I do like the one for me, one for you type of thing, um, I, I tend to lose the motivation that much quicker. Well, lucky for me, I have, you know, the ability to be very selfish about the tasks I'm doing right now, so. Is it mostly just, what did she say? Drinking a margarita through a Twizzler straw until she falls asleep sitting on her vibrator. What? That was like one of the last things that uh, Eleanor said before she died. Oh, God. Where she's like, oh, any plans this weekend? And she's like, she's buying the margarita mix. And she goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's before she gets killed. Yeah. 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 I'm going to drink margarita mix through a Twizzler straw while while watching like the housewives of something or other until I fall asleep sitting on my vibrator. And you're like, great. Why are you like this? I love that that was the reoccurring line for her. Uh, mistakes oh. you made? Oh, let me think. That was a pretty good week. 
Um, I was going to say, the, I think the only mistake that I made is that my new Harley Quinn Suicide Squad jacket got delivered on Halloween and I couldn't wear it. Why not? Because I'm not fucking wearing it on Halloween when every other girl's like, I'm Harley Quinn! Right. So I had to wait till the next day. Uh, and then I went to the cat cafe and held kittens, which was great, but of course you just want to take them home. Obviously speaking for herself. Because um, Doug has no soul. Neither do kittens. No, kittens have zero soul. Nope. That's part of their charm. Children, cats, hookers, no souls. Maybe you killed her when you shoved all those dollar bills down but her throat. Who's Maybe to say? Maybe you killed her when you hit her in the head with that bar stool. Who's to say? But at least we know it's okay. She was already dead it inside. <laughs> family guy? Yeah. Yeah. Very early family guy. Uh, it was less. the one where the tobacco lobbyist or whatever. Yeah, he's the tobacco lobbyist. You smoking yet? Smoke. Smoke. You smoking yet? Excuse me. Let's see. I don't think I have a whole lot of mistakes I made. I'm trying to think. Well, you have a suck-ass co-worker, but other than that. Yeah, it's not a mistake I made, though. Um, it's a mistake they made. Uh, I went to a store that doesn't use bags <laughs> and bought enough shit that I needed a bag. I guess that falls on me, because... Well, Doug, at least now you know. The thing is, and I, I told you this off air, and I'm not saying that like... I'm suddenly bringing it up and it shouldn't be on air. I'm, 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 I brought this up to you, so if I sound ranty, you know where it's going. Where it's like, it's it's a place, it's basically, it's like a... It's like a nerdy thrift store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have, like, books and video games and... Toys. And toys. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, like, instruments and stuff. It's it, But it's like, it's all, like, secondhand. It's really, it's a cool, it's a really cool shop. Um, well, it's a chain, but yeah. But yeah, but it's a really cool store. And I could go in and spend a ridiculous amount of money... But what's stopping me from doing that now, to their detriment, is that they don't use bags. Just put a bag in your backpack, Doug. I could have just brought my bag. I didn't have my backpack on me. I didn't have a, a, a non-disposable, reusable, reusable bag with me. Well, so. now you know. Just take a bag with you. Now I guess it'll shove like a King, excuse me, King Super's bag in my pocket. Yeah, exactly. Now I know that. Um... When I was there, the one that I was at, they had totally built a little arch on the wall behind the cash register out of Fifty Shades of Grey books. I still have the one you gave me. I'm never going to read it. Are you sure? Yeah. That you gave it to me or that I'm not going to read it? No, that I gave it to you. Yeah, because someone left it at the bar. Oh, yeah! I'm like... I'm it's the third one, too. The one that was written in crayon. Like I said, I'm like, I never owned one of those. I no. read them digitally. <laughs> Ugh. I was curious. No well, that excuse. Would, that would be the no mistake excuse. I made this week, admitting to reading them. Haven't seen Stranger Things season one. Or two. Well, yeah, but I haven't seen it all either. Mm-hmm. Um, but read, yet, read all the Fifty Shades of yeah. books. Yeah, I don't... Ugh. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.